Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. In today's episode, I have the amazing Diana Rashardi, who is also one of my very best soul sisters. Diana is an amazing life and mindset coach, author, traveler, and loves helping soul seekers get off of their ass and out of their head. She also just recently published her book, Return to Saturn, which is all around or all about like getting over fear and really transforming your mindset, transforming from the inside out, essentially. So make sure that you check out the show notes so that you know where to grab a copy of Diana's book and check out all of the other things that she has to share and offer. You're going to get so much out of this episode, especially with everything that's going on right now. We can all use some tools and mindset hacks to really deal with anxiety and fear and continue staying aligned with what we want to create in life. And that is what Diana shares in this episode, along with many other things. So without further ado, let's welcome Diana onto the show. Welcome, Diana. I'm so excited to have you on the show. And I can't wait for you to share all of your wisdom with everyone. Hey, Steph. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I'm so excited. I feel like we're going to have a lot of fun on this podcast since... um, Oh, yeah. Every time we talk or hang out, it's like nonstop laughing. For real, like so, like, so bad it hurts. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite. In all the best ways. So yep. <laughs> I'm excited to have you on and, and um, like open up your story and share a lot with everyone. And I, that's where I want to start with like you have had quite the journey, quite the experience, like overcoming anxiety and fear and building yourself back up from the inside out. And I would love to hear like what your journey has been like and what has led you to doing what you do now and writing your book, which by the way, everyone, you need to get a copy of Diana's book, which we'll (laughs) talk about a little more, but I would love to hear like more of your journey. I know some of it. So wherever you want to start. All right. So I guess, thank you for that. Yeah, for that intro. Um, I guess I'll start when I was seven years old. And that's when this, you know, I was always like a, a fun, a fun kid, but uh, there was always something like weighing me down. And I didn't even realize that something was weighing me down because I didn't realize that this wasn't normal, but I had this pain that started in my legs and it would radiate all throughout my legs. And I like sometimes wouldn't be able to really walk on them. And the doctor just said that they were growing pains. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll just suck it up. So as the years went on, I noticed that the pain was traveling to my back and, um, you know, they just said, well, your backpack is really heavy. So I got an extra set of textbooks. Like there was always a reason, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just 
I just thought that this was normal and everyone else was experiencing the same thing, complaining about back pain, because that's what people do, right? They complain about back pain. Uh, they, they go to work, they complain about back pain. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I guess this is just what people feel like. Then I got to college and um, it was at Columbia University that I had a, an appointment and they were like, how often do you feel pain? And this was after I had been hospitalized like probably 15 times every time like something was up, like I would have a cold or a fever, I, my body would just shut down and I wouldn't be able to walk. And I would be in there sometimes for weeks at a time. So I was like getting fired from jobs left and right, obviously, because I'm like, oh, can't make it in again. And they're like, wow. why? I'm like, oh, I'm in the hospital again. I have no explanation. Like places just didn't want to deal with me, you know? Um, so, you know, they would... They would let me go, which is probably why I've been working for myself for the past seven years, really, exclusively four years, I guess. <laughs> so, wow. Um, I'm sorry, I think I just banged to the microphone there. <laughs> I said um, four years. So, um, after I realized that this wasn't normal, because Columbia University asked me, How often do you feel pain? And I said, besides the normal aches and pains every day, like I guess just when I'm sick, they're like, what do you mean the normal aches and pains every day? That's not normal. You're 19 years old. And I was like, what do you mean this isn't normal? And I, my mind just kind of opened up at that point and realized like, holy shit, this isn't what normal people feel like. Like I'm working off of, um, just from a different platform, you know, that other people are working from. And immediately yeah. I felt like this isn't fair. You know, like that was the first thing that came to mind was this, this sucks. This isn't fair. Um, so I... So before that, your whole life, you literally thought like, that's just how it... This is, is just how people felt. This is wow. just, life is hard. You know, that's what I like just figured. And I would rack my brain like, how are other people doing this? Like I would go to school, you know, my six hours or however long middle school is <laughs> and I'd come home and have no energy and be like, how the fuck are people going to do sports? And then doing homework, like it didn't make any sense to me, but I was just like, and then I formed this belief like, well, I guess maybe I'm lazy. Maybe other people are just better at accomplishing things than me, um, which we'll get to later. we we'll talk about <laughs> limiting beliefs. <laughs> Um, so that was kind of crazy to realize that I was like, not kind of, uh, not playing from the same field as everybody else, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but then I, after many years of doctors telling me that I was crazy and go, go see a psychiatrist. I was like, guys, oh this isn't fair. <laughs> um, they, they thought I was lying. They thought the pain wow. was in my head. Yeah. And I was like, no, guys. Um, so, you know, I went to my own answers and that was natural stuff. And oh God, I tried, I tried everything. I felt like I tried everything at this point. And there was one thing that I hadn't tried because my diet, let me tell you something. It was, it was, it wasn't pretty. It would look something like Skittles in the morning. If I wow. wanted them, if I wanted it, I'd have it. If there was leftover cake, that would be my breakfast. Like nothing was thought out. But in the grand scheme of things, I was like, okay, you know, I'm not eating like, you know, I didn't think I was eating terrible. Looking back, I was eating absolutely horrible. <laughs> like, like, okay. 
Um, do you remember poppycock? Do you remember no. what that weird ass popcorn was? It was called poppycock, which is so hilarious looking back. But it was like <laughs> caramel sugar covered popcorn. And I thought that was okay to eat at midnight. Like, wow. like what was I doing? So I, re- I wondered why my face was so round and um, you know full of acne. And this also, I didn't know was contributing to inflammation. And mm. once I, this was crazy, I found a doctor who finally listened to me and... Um, he ordered tests that I'd never had before, including like a spinal tap and um, blood tests and a biopsy of my skin. And he found small fiber neuropathy. And this is a nerve disease that apparently stems from a... It's a secondary disease. A lot of autoimmune diseases um, come coupled as a pair or a threesome and uh, they kind of like to hang out together. So this small fiber neuropathy is a secondary autoimmune disease. And all I needed to hear was autoimmune and it kind of sparked something like gut health. Mm. Like this was when um, all those documentaries started coming out about um, the meat industry and plant-based foods and diets. And it just got me really intrigued about like if diabetes is an autoimmune disease and they're curing it with diet, what could this do for me if I really stuck to it? Yeah. So luckily I was dating someone who was very supportive because I don't know if I could have done that on my own, like someone who was just like, let's do it. Like, and he was like, here are some recipes, let's go shopping. And I was like, all right, I guess we're doing this. So uh, we just did it full force. And that was two years ago um, this month, actually. So this Wow. So it hasn't eight. been like super, super long. No, it hasn't been that long. I, I remember what cheese tastes like. I remember what everything <laughs> tastes like. Um, I Do I miss the taste of some things? I'm not going to lie and say no, but um, the, the way that I feel, it's like a no brainer compared yeah. to, you know, the good. And it's not like I don't eat good foods. Oh my yeah. God. Like I, I eat whatever I want now. It's just a, a knowing. It's not a rule. It's just a knowing my body does well on plant-based. So that's mm. what I choose. And um, that's, that's really the story in a nutshell. There was a lot to drive me to the plant-based diet as, as like including getting really, really sick um, for a while with yeah. dairy. And I didn't realize it was dairy. And I was like, okay, I can't keep throwing up yeah. three times a week. Like, what is this? Jeez. So you, I, I played with it. Wow. Do, you, do they know like what caused the, or what caused the autoimmune? Or is it something that like any of your family members dealt with or? Actually, yes. So I just found that out probably about six months ago, the primary autoimmune disease that's been um, there since birth was um, psoriatic arthritis, which is so strange because I don't have psoriasis. And that's usually like the main thing that comes along with it. Um, But I don't have psoriasis or many of the symptoms that come along with specifically psoriatic arthritis, but it is a a type of arthritis. And it comes from a gene called the HLA B27 gene, Mm. which is what my dad was born with. And And, um, so... 
my dad actually just found out this year about that gene. He didn't know either. So there was no reason to specifically test for that. Genetic testing is a funny thing. Like when they get super deep into it, um, I thought I had all the blood tests. You know, I thought that I, I, I had all of the workup that could be done. But apparently there was this one gene that they didn't test for that's super rare. And um, he has it and passed it on to me. And that's just what happened. Wow. And what's funny or, you know, not so funny, but... <laughs> when I was little, I used to have, or I still do actually have a habit of like cracking my knuckles and cracking like my back and stuff. And my family would always say, you're going to get arthritis. You're going to get arthritis. Every day of my life, I would hear that because I was always cracking my hands. Mm. And it's weird that I turns out I had arthritis all along and it had nothing to do with cracking my, my fingers. But Whoa. I was just born with this gene that gave me arthritis. Um, so that was a little wild. <laughs> so how have you been like, so you changed your diet and you've been like build, like really just like working on your building yourself up and managing all of this. How has that been for you? Like, has it improved a lot? Do you work, do you also, do you like talk to a lot of other people who've dealt with similar issues? Honestly, I I don't have many connections of people who are going through this. So if there are people out there, definitely hit me up, like who um, are on the healing path, you know, because there's a lot of people out there with autoimmune diseases who are in victim mode. And it's really um, easy to get sucked into that, you know, when you're surrounded by that. Mm -hmm. So I am careful at, um, about who I surround my energy with, you know, when, when people aren't feeling well. Yeah. But if you're on the healing path, I would love to connect and um, you know, talk about all of this and you know, I'll, I'll put all my information at the at the end of this podcast and um what was funny, you said like what else have I done like to bring myself here? And I think I I probably learned a lot of this from you is just to like follow my heart and do what I love. Do what makes you feel good and it will lead you to something that works for you. Because mm -hmm. now, like since following my heart, like nothing makes me happier than traveling. And from going different places, I found out the climates that make my body feel good. Mm -hmm. And I choose to spend more time there. And next year, I'm, you know, granted, I hope that we hear this podcast in the soon future and we are back to social norms because yeah. right now it's you know, a little nuts. Um, so I, we don't know what's going to happen in the near future, but I plan to spend a lot of time in the Caribbean in the near future because that's where my body feels great. Yeah. In that climate, near the sand, near the sea, you know, no shifting temperatures like here in New York. It's, you know, the cold doesn't do me good and I have to do what makes my body feel good. So in addition to aerial yoga, which just called to me at the right time, um, just fun stuff. Like and if it works for me and makes my body feel good, I go with it. And that is basically my my motto. If I don't know if I could put that into a sentence, but <laughs> <laughs> and it's been probably helping your mental health as well. Oh hell yeah! Knowing I mean, that I have things like tools, uh, even though it's not available to me right now, but I, I'm still feeling better than I was. You know, like um, symptoms creep back, and I feel I have shitty days sometimes, but. Overall, I'm feeling 10 times better than I used to on a daily basis. And then knowing that I have tools to feel even better mm -hmm. um, really gives me the peace of mind, even though it's, it could be a plane right away. Like that's there, you know? 
And what are some of the other tools? I mean, I know some of the tools that you use, but like what, like mindset wise and like energy wise, what has helped you like, you know, really stand in your power more? Cause I know you kind of mentioned like, because of the pain and the things that you were experiencing with this whole thing that it started making you feel like, Oh, well, this isn't fair or something's mm. wrong with me or mm-hmm. I'm just lazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure like you had to <laughs> reprogram a lot of that stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was honestly the, the week that you and I met uh, two years ago in October was the, my, this life-changing week for me doing NLP in LA. And, um, learning subconscious brain rewiring techniques and just the simple fact that there are other realities that we could tap into. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that you talk a lot about plant medicine and that has been a very small part of my journey so far. However, it has been very impactful. And uh, we could probably talk about that on another podcast. Yeah. Go off <laughs> on a whole thing about that. Um, but just like little things that I, I forgot your question. Uh, <laughs> of like the, the, the mindset tools and the things oh, that mindset you tools, like right. reprogram. So yeah, like just, it's funny because like what helped reprogram, I can say that these tools helped reprogram all that I want, but it's the tools that helped give me the confidence to go after what I want. Mm. And then that, like what I found from, for example, like without these NLP tools, I would have never gotten over my fear of solo travel. And I would have never gone on that solo trip that I went wow. on last month. Which that's like was really big. Oh, huge. And and you were a huge part of that because that's what we did my breakthrough session. Yeah. On. And like that makes me so happy. I didn't oh realize it was like a that big of a thing for you. Like it that. was. Remember when when we were there, I was probably in tears about it with how fearful I was. I didn't know that yeah, I, I thought like you were like nervous to of like how it would happen, not to actually do it. I was, um, but no, I was petrified to actually do it. And then by the time, you know, a little bit of fear came up when I pressed the book button on the flight. Mm -hmm. But by the time I went, there was literally no fear left, like zero. Like I was almost like, I feel like a brand new person. Like this isn't even me. I got through my 17 hour flight with no anxiety at all. Like it was really wild. Um, So it's really like, Take, learning the tools changed my life, but then putting them into motion, doing the things that the tools that needed me to use the tools <laughs> is what really rewires the brain. Wow. And like what other shifts or things have you noticed from applying these things? Remember when we met and we were doing the karaoke on Smule? Yeah, oh <laughs> obviously. Me and <laughs> it's Diana, like one of my favorite days. <laughs> for those listening, me and Diana are like freaking karaoke Smule junkies. <laughs> superstars, superstars. Just say superstars, what it is. We're yes, superstars. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> like that energy is what I'm, I'm able to curate more of. Wow. Um, that fun, that singing, that um, just like when I'm singing... I feel no pain. That like that isn't that a Bob Marley quote? When the music hits you, you feel no pain. Oh, like shit. that is yeah. that is real for me. And um, and you have such a good voice. Thank you. So do you. We're, we're gonna make a video, guys. Just wait for it. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, that, that energy, that fun, like we were having so much fun that we got in trouble by security. They came knocking on our door because we were being too loud. (laughs) Just that like playful child energy and not kind of not giving a fuck. I feel like, um, before even something like that would have, would have scared me like, Oh my God, I got in trouble. I think that you just didn't care because I was there too and it wasn't you alone. We were having so much fun. I was like, we're adult. I'm an adult. (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. But it's true. It's like one of my favorite mantras is the more fun I have, the more abundance I attract in all ways. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's so true. I love that. Really And so in your workbook that you created, it's called Return to Saturn, right? It is. Yes. Return to Saturn. you, you share a lot of these techniques and what inspired you to write that was your own journey. Do you want to share a little bit about like what, cause you got that book done. I remember you're like, I'm writing a book. And then it was like done and published <laughs> before you know it. And it was like, Whoa. Wow. That's awesome. Cause it felt like seven years for me. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I was like, damn, she wrote her book and now it's being published and damn, I got to get on my shit. <laughs> no, I, I, you said, um, I wrote it from my own journey. I literally wrote it from my own journal. Like when I started, um, NLP right before I had the book started before I went to NLP and then, and then it just flowed since then. But like, I just started in that class, I started writing down specifics that I knew I wanted to go back to and like work on for me. Like, oh, Mm. this is what would help me. This is what I want to, you know, really tap into, go back to. And then I just started kind of curating my own version of that. And Mm -hmm. like the questions that I was asking myself based on those tools. So I'm a very visual person. So I feel like the questions really tap into that, um, like one question that's sticking out in my mind right now, and I might not even say it right. Let's see if this comes out right. But it's like, if you, it's a weird language. It's like NLP language and then really visual. But if you look at the problem and then aim right above it, where are you? Like it's uh, different types of questions to get you like visualizing yourself outside of your problem. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you listening who don't know what NLP is, it stands for neuro-linguistic programming. And it's essentially in a really little nutshell, it is learning the language of your subconscious mind and how to reprogram it essentially. Um, So that is what we're kind of talking about here. And that it's like different language patterns and different ways and to uh, reprogram your subconscious belief, put new goals into your subconscious so that you work for them on autopilot, mm. release negative emotions or limiting beliefs. There's so much you could do with NLP. And um, you may have heard that in some of my other podcasts, but if you haven't, now you know. <laughs> so anyway, that's super cool. So in the workbook, you, ha- you share a lot of questions that have really helped you from that as well. Yeah. Exercises, questions, uh, funny stories, funny stories that helped me get over my fears and limiting beliefs. And, uh, you know, Mm. there's lots of, uh, anecdotes. Do you have (laughs) something that's like really like from, from the book or something that, that has been like a really like core thing for you, like that helps you, like that's easy and fast that you could share with people? Yeah, actually, actually. Okay. I like this. And these are questions that you could just think about. 
you can write them down, you can turn them into a journal exercise. Um, I am no longer attached to. I no longer choose not to see. Mm. I no longer lie to myself about. I no longer feel shameful about. I no longer carry guilt over. And I no longer fear. And that's something that you could do. That's an exercise. Like there's some in there that you could do every day to ground yourself. And it's funny what you can learn from yourself when you write things down and when questions are asked in mm-hmm. a way that they haven't been asked before. Um, it's funny. The other day, um, because we're in the, we just started um, social distancing and this quarantine stuff in New York. And um, I was kind of feeling like I was getting a little bit, not not sad or depressed, but into my depressive behaviors, which I like mm. to call them, which is like sleeping super late, staying up super late at night, smoking too much pot, stuff like that. <laughs> and um, I recognized these and I was like, how can I get myself out of this? I was asking myself, how can I get myself out of this? And I was like, holy shit, I, I wrote this book, but I haven't gone through it as a consumer yet. So I just picked up my book and started writing and I'm learning stuff about myself from my own book that I wrote just from <laughs> writing. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. It. It's powerful. Journaling work, journaling and like self-reflection is so freaking powerful. Yeah. I love, I love the idea. Questions. Yeah. I love the idea that there's, um, everybody has the ability to tap into their own, their, another reality that Mm -hmm. their own reality right now is not the only reality available to them. And you talk a lot about this in quantum leaps and I've seen it. I've, I've seen it happen with you. That was wild after you did that exercise and then manifested exactly what you wanted to manifest (laughs) to the number. Um, and like I've seen it happen with myself too in, in friendships, in relationships, like stuff that just falls kind of into my lap. And um, I really like the idea that, that the other realities are available just on the other side of a thin veil. It's not mm-hmm. like it's, it's not even in another room. It's not on the other side of another dimension. It's right on the other side of a thin veil that you just can't see because mm-hmm. you're trained not to see it, but you can train yourself to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. Hmm. Beautiful. Do you have any advice for people who'd want to write their own books too? Figure out how to ask, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, Asking for a friend. <laughs> so I find, first of all, start with the stories that you love to tell over and over again, mm-hmm. that people like laugh at. I mean, my stories are funny in the book that people either laugh at or that, you know, makes them cry, that pulls on their heartstrings. Like pay yeah. attention to the stories that you tell that you've been telling your whole life maybe and pay attention to people's reactions and how they react to that. And um, pay attention from now on. It helped knowing that I was writing a book it helped being more mindful in the moments when something would come up that would normally sometimes freak me out. It was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to get through this. And then at the end, sometimes it would be like, okay. And now it's a story for the book, literally a story. Like it's, it's okay because it's a story for the book, even though that was absolutely a horrible experience. Like we're going (laughs) to, we're going to turn it into something positive. Um, so just be mindful of like your experiences and if that's what you're going to write about. And then if you wanted to write a, self-help book, like it's really helpful to dive into your journals and just look at what you've been writing 
for yourself, like your realizations and the the um, content that you're consuming. It's okay to have inspiration. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, people inspire me all the time. And then sometimes just a sentence that somebody will say will spark an entire um, page of writing. So like if somebody inspires you off of a line, go off of that. Yeah. Yeah, just like let yourself flow into a tangent with yourself. <laughs> just keep freaking working on it and make the priority yeah. to do it. Yeah, it's just about editing and editing and editing until you're happy. <laughs> it's so cool that your book is finally out and like that so many people have been like jumping into it and getting a lot out of all of the prompts and stories and like what is the main um, goal or the main result for people that go through it? So... Put very, very simply, I want people to be at peace within themselves. Yeah. Like that's the most, it sounds very cliche, but like that is what we crave is just like calm waters inside. You know, that's what I craved for years. And I I didn't think I would ever accomplish like I used to I used to have an anxiety attack before I would go into the grocery store because I didn't want to do it alone. I didn't want the overwhelming um just that energy. Like it was overwhelming to me. And now here I am excited to go through airports, knowing that I have a 24 hour journey ahead of me. That was on the way home. (laughs) And, uh, and it was, it's okay. You know, it just, it's okay. And I use tools. I bring CBD with me. I had some CBD tea. That's another thing. Like we all, we have tools and since I'm plant-based and it's hard to eat at um, an airport, I always pack food with me. I pack my meals. Like literally I'll pack three meals. And a lot of people don't know that you can bring food through TSA as long as it's packaged up. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, you gotta like, um, know what's available to you. There's other things, there's things available to you that you don't know that can make your life easier. And that was one thing that made my life a lot easier. (laughs) You just reminded me of my little (laughs) CBD rollers. Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm like, let me get one of those. Yeah. So what inspired you to call it return to Saturn? Like, what does that mean for you? Or for those who might be wondering? Okay. So I was never really like huge into astrology, but the thought of um, the Saturn return really intrigued me. And if you don't know what a Saturn return is, it's every 29.5 years or so, um, Saturn makes its way back into the position that it was in exactly when you were born. So Saturn rules a lot of things. So the things that Saturn um, rules, like your home, your relationships, like it rules a lot. When it gets back into that position, it can flip everything upside down. And it seems like your life is literally turning upside down. And it very well could be. But usually it's, or always, it's to make space for what's right for you. Mm -hmm. And when we pay attention to it, when we work through our return to Saturn, we come out on the other side as a beautiful butterfly. (laughs) When we don't pay attention to our Saturn return, that is when things, I believe at least, that's when things happen like midlife crises and um, breakdowns and stuff later in life. Because what are we doing when we're 28, 29, 30? We're getting married, looking for a house, uh, having kids, you know, trying to settle down, so to speak, and not paying attention maybe to ourselves, you know? So I think it's a beautiful gift to be with yourself and paying attention to yourself at this time and really um, just like getting familiar with yourself so you make wise choices for the real you. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. once you get to learn you. Yeah. 
And I think I went off on a tangent there and I'm not sure if I answered your question. Oh, return to Saturn. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always, it's working in your favor. I like to call it your cosmic period. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Everybody gets it. (laughs) Everyone gets it. Uh, Congratulations. I know it was crazy (laughs) for me. Like the period of time when I was 29 to literally like just recently, I didn't know it could last that long, but apparently into um, your thirties. Yeah, I just, I'm 33 and I had a human design reading not that long ago. And she's like, yeah, your Saturn return just ended. I'm like, what? That's what I said. That's what I said. Remember? (laughs) Yeah. Like, because when I, when I was like 29, 30, that was when I first got into plant medicine. My whole freaking life changed in, Mm -hmm. in, in so many amazing ways. And at the same time, it was like, I want to move across the country and randomly like explore something new. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up moving across the country again. And then I ended up moving across the country again. It was Mm -hmm. like a lot. Yeah. And then relationship issues and this and that. And (laughs) it was definitely filled with a lot of freaking lessons. Holy. But at the same time, also a lot of amazing things happened. I grew my business. I, you know, created a lot of success and abundance. So it was like not all like bad things or challenging things. It was definitely, uh, I guess the, the, the period, the cosmic period way is like a really <laughs> great way to explain it. Yep. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you have your period and you're like laughing and crying at the same time. <laughs> Familiar, familiar. Yeah, this is like you're in the last few days of yours, you know? Sometimes it makes a subtle return a couple days later, but then it's gone. That's, that's yeah. I think that's what you're in. You're, oh my you're, God. you're on your way out. <laughs> so for those of you who are not yet at your Saturn return, or maybe you're already going through it, you don't need to like put a label on it or anything. Um, just like Mercury retrograde, you don't need to like freaking think, oh my God. Right, but I'm in like, it. <laughs> yeah, I always say like the the, just expand your awareness. The faster you learn the lessons, the faster you make shifts and the more you grow. And so just freaking part of life. Exactly. And that's a good, that's a really good um, lesson right there is like when you learn the lessons, that's when things shift. And your your mind sometimes is really stubborn. I know that I had to learn a lot of lessons over and over again before Same. you know it really clicked. Of course, all of us uh, have had these experiences where we know what's good for us and maybe don't exactly do it. Um, but once you just push through it and say, like, you basically get sick of your own shit. That's what it takes. It's getting sick of your own shit sometimes, and just saying, you know, there's no other option. I got to do this. I got to heal for me. Mm. And uh, that's when. That's when it, um, you know, your period ends. <laughs> <laughs> so you inspired to call the book this, and this is like really like every like your whole thing is return to Saturn. I was going to call it off your ass and out of your head. That was the title up until about a week before publication. Really? Yeah. Wow. What made and then you... I was, I was just like, you know what? It doesn't go with the image. The image yeah. was such a strong visual component for me, and. I was like, it just doesn't go. Uh, Return to Saturn is so obvious. So off your ass and out of your head is the subtitle. It's on there. Which is great. Very accurate. Yeah. It does. I mean, the cover is beautiful, by the way. Thank you so much. I love it. But uh, it makes sense. Return to Saturn. People who are going through 
crazy shit in their lives and yeah. need to learn how to manage it with tools that support their well-being. Yeah. And and we're, we all need these tools. Like think about, again, the time that we're in, like there are people who could use these tools now who have maybe never had to use these tools before because they've been super secure. And now we're all in a state of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these tools are really helpful for those who maybe have been experiencing anxiety or fear or anger their entire lives, or maybe have just started experiencing it a couple days ago. Mm. And, um, so I think that these are really like universal. I like to call NLP universal magic because it's like that perfect amount of woo sprinkled with like yeah. scientific brain-based facts. Yeah, it literally is. It's really, really powerful stuff. Yeah. So is there anything else, anything else that you would like to share with everyone before we wrap it up? You know? Words, any, anything. <laughs> I think that we covered just about everything. I guess I'll just leave off not knowing what state we're going to be in when uh, this podcast comes out, but just a general message for everyone to, um, you know, this is a really good time to do the inner work so we can heal as a collective, as, you know, the world heals. The world can only heal as much as we choose to heal ourselves because we're all connected as one, as like intertwined beings. And if I learned one thing in the past two years, that is a fact (laughs) that we're literally uh, just extensions of each other, extensions Mm -hmm. of the same being. And um, that doesn't have to be a religious connotation at all. Like whether you are or not, it's, I just kind of know it as fact and we'll leave it at that. (laughs) And um, so yeah, the inner work is how we heal as a collective. And I hope that by the time this podcast hits, the streets that we're in a better place. Um, but you know, either way, either way, that's the way to keep healing going and to really shift as a, as a whole. So true. So true. Hmm. And where can people find you? You can check out your book and all the things and I'll leave the links as well, but Um, yes, my book is on Amazon actually. So you can search return to Saturn and it should be the first thing that comes up in case it's not. My name is Diana Ricciardi and you know, that's spelt all Italian and funky. So you'll recognize (laughs) it. And, (laughs) and you can find me on Instagram at return to Saturn. And if you want to go to my website and learn about everything that I have to offer, you can go to www.return-to-saturn.com. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on, for jamming out, for laughing with me, sharing thank all you your so gifts. Much. This was I feel amazing. so energized. Oh, yeah. So great. Yeah. That's how so I know good. it was a great time. Yeah. <laughs> we have to have a virtual smule date soon. Hell yeah. <laughs> the people are waiting now oh, that we've given them a taste. We've, we've, we've teased them now. We yeah. can't keep them waiting that long. Maybe I'll make a debut on the podcast next time. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Thank you.